All right, so welcome back to The Expert Edge. Today, we're talking all things discovering your gift and making sure that you're articulating your gift or your vehicle in a way to your audience so that they value it and pay for it. And so if you've ever struggled to articulate or find the gift that your audience really values and is willing to pay for it, then I think that this is going to be a really helpful episode. And even if you're still well-established, I think that this process will help you to articulate your gift more clearly or even adjust the audience that you're offering it to so that you can charge more money, you can add more value, and you can really develop the business that you've been really desiring to do. Because I know for me, my gift experience, my growth has been you know, ever-evolving. And so I think that this is going to be super helpful for you with this episode. So let's get into it. Discovering your gift, sharing your gift, and offering it to the right audience. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. Okay, so let's talk about your gift and how to really articulate and find the gift that you can bring to the marketplace so that you can monetize it and build the type of expert business that you want. I know uh, in being in this business for over a decade, uh, talking with other coaches and experts, a lot of the time people have, have a real struggle with articulating what they actually do or articulating and finding that gift that's really going to grow their business and, and scale it up. And what's fascinating is that I know for me along my journey, there's been like even in running my business, there's been so many evolutions of what I do and what I offer and who I offer it to. And so right now, you know, 13 years into my business, I help experts course creators to sell from a virtual or a live stage, like to sell their courses, to move from claps to clients. That's that's all I do, right? In our core product and in our group coaching program. But to be quite frank, when I first started, that wasn't what I was doing. And so what's fascinating is I'm gonna share with you kind of my journey. And as I share my journey, I think it's gonna expose uh, some insights in your journey and lessons in your journey uh, in terms of you growing, articulating, uh, developing the gifts and really monetizing them. Now, I'm going to go back before I even started my business, back to one of my first jobs that I had. I was in school and I decided to be a pizza delivery driver. That's right, <laughs> a pizza delivery driver. And let's just be frank. The reason why I did that was because I thought that I needed to really work on my weaknesses. Now, one of the weaknesses that I have is I'm really bad at directions. And so you know how like there's that generalization of like, you know, guys are better at directions than women. I basically offended half my audience just then. Um, I'm, I'm saying that that's wrong because, <laughs> because I'm terrible at directions, right? So it's not actually right that generalization. I'm I'm the guy who's terrible at directions, okay? And so I'm that dude who uh like my my wife and I will be will be shopping and I'll walk out of the store and we will talk about in the store. We're going to go back to the car. I'll walk out of the store and I will literally 
to, I'll turn left and she will say to me, Colin, uh, <laughs> you know that you're going the wrong way. Like this happens all the time. So basically she said to me, whichever direction I'm going is the opposite of the way we need to go. So she knows it, like if I'm walking one direction, she's like, it's probably the other direction. Now, I do it with absolute confidence. So don't get me wrong. I do it with absolute confidence. Um, but she is way better at directions than me. Okay, so let's come back to my story, right? I am, I think I'm like 16 and uh, I am terrible at directions. And I realize this and I think, you know what? I've got to get better at this. So what happens was, I take up a delivery driver job and everyone is delivering pizzas at about, you know, like 15, sometimes 20 pizzas an hour, you know, like hardcore delivery, right? On average, probably like, you know, 12 pizzas an hour people are, people, people are delivering, right? I'm delivering like two. So, so the return on investment that the pizza, you know, owner is getting on me is really bad. And this goes on for a couple of weeks. And then one day he pulls me aside and he says, Colin, I've got to be honest with you. He said, you're really bad at pizza delivery driving. <laughs> and, and he basically fired me from my job, right? And it will, in fact, he actually put me in the kitchen, but that's a whole nother story. And I was terrible at that as, terrible at that as well, like making pizzas. And I worked out that... Anything with my hands physically, like building something, I'm terrible at it. Like even around the house, you know, if something needs to get fixed, I'm all I think about is who can I hire. And when it comes to directions, this is pre-Siri. This is pre, you know, any sort of maps. This was when I used to have the old, the old phone book out. And I was so bad at it, like so bad at it. And I remember for me, uh, going through that experience and just like I felt really defeated because uh, I was trying to round out my skills. And one of the lessons I learned was that the weaknesses that you have in your life, like the things that you're naturally just not good at at all, you don't necessarily have to develop them. Now, can you round them out a little bit? Sure. But I found that it's actually, you know, the things that you naturally gravitate to, the things that you naturally lean towards that still need developing, but they're usually going to be the, the gifts, the talents, the things that are going to move you, move you towards like what you can actually monetize. And so what happened was I get fired from a pizza delivery job, right? And then, uh, and then I kind of like was finishing up school. I didn't know what to do. And, and then actually after I went to college, I studied marketing at college and I still had no idea what I wanted to do. And I remember I got my first job in marketing because I thought I wanted to do marketing. And that, once again, ended terribly. I quit the job, but to be honest, I was right on the edge of getting fired as well in that job. And so I'm like performing terribly. But what was fascinating was that when I was at this job out of college, I remember there was one person who came in, I was at a conference that our at our company put on and there was a, a trainer who came in and they ran brainstorming events, like brainstorming experiences. And I remember turning to my boss at the time and said like, oh, where did you get them from? And how much were they, you know, how much did they earn and stuff like that? Like, like how much does it cost to bring someone like that in? And she tells me, and she tells me like an amount that was, I think, you know, I was earning like 28000 or $30,000 a year at the time. And, and she tells, she's like, she tells me an amount that is like a month's worth 
of what I was working at the time. And I remember just thinking, wow, that would be really cool to do that. And I remember just being fascinated with the idea of like presenting. And I look back in that particular role that I quit just before I got fired from. And I had a few moments where things went really well. And, and all of those moments were actually tied to any time I presented so whether it be presenting in a, in a meeting, presenting, I actually got the chance to present at a conference that they held one time. And I really enjoyed it. Like I had to put in a lot of work to do it, but I really enjoyed it. I remember getting really good feedback from it. And so I had that experience, right? And then I remember just thinking, well, I really kind of like speaking, but I, I, like I'm not that good at it. So I'm going to try to develop this a bit more. And so what I ended up going and teaching at a college. So you, it would be like a community college here. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And then from there, I went into learning and development. And then eventually, I studied life coaching and then got into speaking. And but what was fascinating was that if I look back on my career, I can see that Many of the moments where my where I got great feedback from people, many of the moments where I had a leap forward, many of the moments where I was able to move forward was actually when I was presenting. And so now, by the way, I didn't know this until, like, can I be really frank? I, I had an insight of it when I first started my coaching business all right, 13 years ago, and I used to teach presentation skills. And But I didn't really realize this at the level that I do now until about four years ago when I remember there was a million dollar business owner came to me and she said, Colin, I want to learn how you speak and sell from the stage. She, she's like, I can tell you're really good at that. Anytime you present, you just have an ability to do that. And I didn't even know that, right? So, so what's fascinating was that I was still unaware at the skill that has led me to, to our business and where we are right now. And so it's, it's kind of fascinating how much you can be unaware of the things that you're actually really good at or where you can add value. And so the first kind of lesson I, I, I learned was that a lot of the times the failures that you have help to like cross off the skills you shouldn't be focusing on. And so for me, you know, that was a big lesson, right? I look back and all the times that I was really bad at certain things or certain jobs or situations, I need to cross those off. And then I need to look at what were the times in my life where things really uh, were amplified, where I got feedback from people and they said, that was, that was really amazing or that was phenomenal. Uh, or people noticed it. I remember for me, I was early on in a, in a group coaching program. This was early on in my uh, coaching business. And one of the guys who leads the program, and he's really like crazy, crazy level successful um, coach and speaker. And he wrote a testimonial for me. And, and the testimonial was actually about my presentation skills. And so it was really fascinating, like how people could see it, but I couldn't see it. And so I want to start off with really some questions for you to help you to articulate your gift that you can monetize. Now, when I say your gift, whenever I'm teaching my students, I also refer to it as your vehicle because your vehicle uh, is usually the thing that you can bring to an audience and monetize. So the first question is, like, what are you naturally interested in or what energizes you? Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's connecting with people. Maybe it's speaking. Maybe it's selling. Maybe it is 
uh, painting, maybe it's publicity. Like what naturally do you lean towards? Do you gravitate? Maybe it's time management. Maybe it's emotional skills. Maybe it's um, spirituality, right? What, what's the thing that you naturally lean towards? What naturally energizes you? I know for me, speaking, learning about speaking, getting the chance to speak just energizes me. Like it really interests me a lot, right? That's the first question. The second question is, what have others said that you are good at? What have others articulated to you that maybe you have not noticed or maybe you have missed the message that they were trying to send you? I'm really curious. Like, think about that for you. What have others said to you? And especially not just like general people, but I mean like people who have maybe developed themselves and they've got some level of maturity in their business or their life and they've noticed something in you. They've said something to you. Or maybe maybe it was a parent or an aunt or an uncle who always like articulated something with you and you kind of brushed it off. What's the thing that others have said that you are good at that maybe you haven't noticed at the level that you could have um, up to this point? That's the second question. And the third question is, where do your natural talents lie? So in other words, what do you find you naturally are talented at? What, what's the thing that you naturally are good at? Now, one of the great ways of doing this, and it's not definitive, but I find that it, it all kind of comes together in like an eclectic experience, is doing some personality profiles. So for us, um, you know, I love to do DISC. I do that with all of our team members. I'm actually a, a, an accredited DISC provider. Uh, I don't do it anymore at all. Uh, but I went through DISC training. I love DISC, uh, which is D-I-S-C. So if you haven't done a DISC profile, go and do a DISC profile and, and make sure you do like a paid version, like one where you can get all the detail. And I know for me, so I am a high I, um, medium D, medium S, really low C, right? And so for me, the I, which is the communicator, the speaker, the influencer, that actually comes, you know, natural to me because I am naturally energetically a high eye. It doesn't mean that I don't need to develop that skill for it to become exceptional. I still have to develop it, but it's like there's a natural tendency towards doing that. Some other things, strength, strength finder. I think strength finder is really fascinating. And mainly because it just, it, it really clearly articulates some of the key strengths that you can exhibit. It may not be the vehicle that, or the name of the vehicle that you bring to what you do, but Strength Finder helps to articulate some of the, um, you know, the, the word groups that you can bring to the marketplace. And so for me, one of my top strengths is woo. And woo is the ability to meet someone and to, you know, connect with them to kind of win them over, right? And so that is one of my top strengths. Another one is communicator. And now all of these, what this does is this all kind of comes together to help me to find that, that word group, that word cloud of starting to really articulate the vehicle that I want to bring to the marketplace because it's something that I can be exceptional at. That if I work at it, it doesn't mean you don't have to work at it. You still have to work at it. But it's something that I can really work at and be like exceptional in the marketplace at it, right? Enneagram is another one. I haven't gotten deep into Enneagram. 
uh, but a lot of people love that as well. But my, my encouragement for you is to just spend some time and do some of these personality tests and, and have a think about like what really interests you, what energizes you, what have others said and trusted sources, what have others said that you're good at or provided testimonials for you about where, and where do your natural talents lie? And a lot of the time they're easy to find through personality profiles and things like that. And so for me, uh, about four years ago, I decided that selling from stage was the skill that I wanted to bring to the marketplace. Now, that's the first part of this conversation today, right? Which is really articulating the skill or the vehicle that I want to bring to the marketplace. Now, the second part, which is actually just as important, in fact, this part can completely make or break the success of your business, how much money you make, uh, and also how you articulate your offer. In fact, in uh, this week that that the podcast is getting released, I'm running a two-day workshop with our elite implementation students, and we're going to be talking all about offer. And and as part of that, one of the really important things is to make sure that the the vehicle that you're offering is offered to an audience that has, first of all, the ability to pay for it. Uh, and if they don't, we have to adjust the offer or potentially offer it to a different audience. And then secondly, that you like working with them. Like they're an audience that you enjoy working with them. Maybe you've have, had some experience with them. Because if you think about it like this, selling from stage or even just speaking in general, I could offer that to a lot of people. Like I could offer it, first of all, to just general public. So I could run, you know, we help business owners or the general public sell from stage or speak from stage, right? Now, I could offer it to teachers. I could offer it to corporations, to executives. I could offer it to teenagers. I could offer it to university students. I could offer it to dietitians. I could offer it to psychologists. Like there's so many different groups or avatars that I could offer this skill to. Now, I have chosen for many reasons but I have chosen to offer the, the skill of selling from stage to experts and online course creators, right? That is the space that I've decided to offer it to. Now, one of the reasons why I decided to offer it there was because I have had a lot of experience being an expert and an online course creator for, I think it was close to 10 years I'd ran my business and brought my business from Australia to America. Like we'd done so many things in our business before I decided to offer it to that group. Does that make sense? And I really felt like a drawing in my heart to do that. Like it wasn't simply me just going, I'm just gonna sell to course creators. Like it was an evolution. In fact, when I first started, I used to offer um, uh, career coaching. Career coaching was actually the thing that I did. I used to speak on career and then I did leadership and then I did like emotional intelligence. I did so many different things as the as my business evolved. And then finally, we landed on selling from stage and we've been doing that for the last you know four years or so. And so when you think about it, the market that you choose, the people that you offer your vehicle to or your gift to, they have to be willing to pay for it, able to pay for it, um, because your audience can gen genuinely make or break your offer. And so learning to, uh, to articulate specifically the gift you have for the right audience is crucial 
to the success of your business. Now, what's good is that you don't need to sell to course creators and experts. In fact, you know, there are lots of people who try to do that and have no success in it at all. And so sometimes people think, oh, well, that's the only way to have success. It's not at all. In fact, we have got so many students who serve so many different types of avatars. Uh, Someone like Jessica Hughes, uh, she helps artists like painters get publicity and she absolutely crushes it, right? Uh, Financially, she's done super well over the last 12 months uh, in in our elite program. Uh, A genie um, Petrucci. Now, she has a skill, like a gift of creating recipes and understanding how food works. She's a di- I think she's pretty sure she's the dietitian, right? Um, and she creates content for people who need to provide dietitian content for their clients. So she actually, so think about it. So it's kind of cool. So she brings the dietitian advice and creates the content and gives it to dietitians who need to sell that on to their clients. So in other words, she does all the thinking work, the hard work of creating food plants. So how cool is that? Now, now when you think about it, she has chosen dietitians and she probably serves other practitioners as well, but anyone in that kind of dietitian space, she serves them with, with content around food. Now, she could also take that to the general market. Like she could sell it to mums. She could sell it to dads. She could sell it to people in college. Like she could sell it to so many different types of people, like, you know, like dietitian advice. But she's chosen that specific market. Now, because she's chosen that specific market, it's actually enabled her to charge more money because she's actually selling to a business owner. Because if she was selling to college students, it would impact how much she could charge for her dietitian advice. Does that make sense? And so this is an example of who you choose to serve impacts how much you can charge for what you do. Now, I'm not saying that if you charge low, that doesn't mean you can't make a lot of money. Like for example, one of of my good friends, John Akampora, he's also a Self from Stage Academy student. He teaches Excel to uh, executives and business leaders in corporations. And he does financially really well, like phenomenally well, right? And so he teaches Excel. It's a really specific skill. And so he has a gift in understanding problem solving and especially in, in like logical problem solving. And he had a knack with spreadsheets and creating efficiencies in spreadsheets. So he's brought that gift. But to be honest, he could offer that to so many different different markets. But he's chosen uh, business leaders. But in his model, he does a quite a low-priced membership. It's you know it's under fifty dollars. I don't know what it is at the moment, but it's under fifty dollars a month, right? It's not a high-priced membership around this specific skill. And he's got many, 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 many members, right? And so I want you to think about it. it doesn't have to. It doesn't mean you can't make a lot of money offering low-priced, but you usually have to scale it up. You have to you know offer it more. Um, one of our elite students, Megan Walker. Now she's a marketing specialist, but she offers it offers it specifically to private health practitioners, and so you know doctors and physicians. She helps them to market ethically and legally their services, and so because she's narrowed it down, she's got this avatar. First of all, they have the ability to pay, right? They're they're doctors, they're practitioners. 
they have a business and it's a skill that they would value because it helps them to grow their business. And so can you see how who you choose to offer your gift to, your skill set to, has a massive impact on how much money you can charge and also uh, how much money you can make sometimes. Because for example, if Megan, right, offered marketing skills to uh, college graduates, right, people in college who didn't have a job yet, she probably wouldn't be able to charge as much as she can charge for private health practitioners because it's a different avatar. It's like, it's, it's, you know, one has a business and one doesn't. Does that make sense? It's not good or bad. It's just, this is just the reality. And so the reason why I'm bringing this up for you is I want you to be thinking about who your avatar is. And I want to make sure that you find an, first of all, find an avatar that can, can pay for your services and ask the question of, do I have to adjust my offer slightly? Or the reason why maybe it's not selling, if it isn't selling, is potentially one of two reasons. Is your offer is not articulated clearly for your audience or priced at a relevant level for your audience. Or secondly, they're just, they're just the wrong avatar to be offering that gift and that services. Like they just don't want it or they don't value it enough. And so I'm just really bringing up this for you because... Uh, you know, I think a lot of people struggle because they don't find an avatar that are able to pay for it. One of my good friends, Patty Palmer. Now, Patty used to be a she's a well, she's a retired art teacher, and basically, she does very sim- something very similar to uh, Jeannie that I mentioned before in the dietitian space. Patty creates lesson plans for art teachers, right, and help and just gives them ideas for what they can use in the you know, in the classroom. And she has a low priced membership. She also has thousands of people in her program and she makes really good money. And because of that, because she's got got scale in low price, but she, she teaches art, guys. How cool is that, right? She's an amazing person. In fact, our kids have got like a Patty Palmer like outfit and little painting utensils and stuff that she gave them, which is so cool. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that, is that it's still, even if you've got an audience that that doesn't have a huge budget, you can still make great money doing it, but you have to usually offer it at a different price point or at a relevant price point for that audience if you want to be able to scale it up. Obviously, you still need, need to be able to articulate the value of it. But hopefully, like these examples have kind of brought up for you that the question of, am I offering it to the right audience? And, and, um, even if you decide that you are offering it to the right audience and if it's not selling, you need to relook at how you're articulating your offer and even the price point of your, of your offer to make sure that it's really resonating and hitting, right? And so there's two parts to this conversation today, which is identifying your gift and offering it to the right marketplace, the right audience. And so in summary, I've talked about a few things is that, that failing, your failures usually expose your gifts. And I wonder what, you know, what patterns along the journey of your life where people have articulated certain things to you that you can start to notice the gifts that are in your life. And then, and then finally, make sure you find an audience that are able and willing to pay for your offers. And if they aren't showing that they are, you need to either change your audience or you need to articulate your offer differently or price it differently to start to get some momentum with it. And so, 
Hopefully, I trust that this has been valuable. I always try to bring something valuable each week to the Expert Edge. If you found this valuable, can you do one of these three things? Either leave a review, just scroll down to the bottom, take 30 seconds and leave a review if you haven't if you haven't yet. A written review, that'd be great. Uh, share it on Instagram, like take a screenshot, tag me at Colin Boyd and just let me know what's been most helpful from this podcast. And then finally, share it with a friend. There's a, there's a share button. Share it with one or two friends that you think this would be helpful for. If you know that they've struggled with finding their gift or finding their niche or really articulating it, uh, maybe just share it with them. And it might encourage them, might, might help them to get focused and clear in terms of their direction and help them go to the next level. So hey, make sure you're subscribed. It's been a pleasure. Leave a review, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week on The Expert Edge. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.